and welcome back to another episode of the Making a Mark Wrestling Show on the Tell Me More Podcast. I'm your host, Mac Moore, here again with Wade Christensen. How's it going, Wade? It's going, man. I just got a chance to watch that Women's Royal Rumble this morning, so... Yeah, I heard you had a lot of sexes at your house. Yeah, well, like, after the Men's Rumble happens, and then both men's titles happen, um, and then that's the literally, like, really the only thing left to watch, um, most people at my house were not interested in seeing it. And that was a a fear that I definitely had, and, you know, I think... The moment they started the promo package for the Men's Royal Rumble, like, I definitely, it was like a yeah. double take. You're like, is this what's really going to go down? Yeah. And, you, like, the first, my first thought is, well, Ronda Rousey's showing up. Like, yeah. Ronda Rousey's going to be number 30. And it was kind of weird because, I mean, I guess we'll just talk about that right now while it's fresh in your mind. Yeah. Uh, we'll just go with that one first. Uh, I would have thought that based on it being... Put at the end, mm-hmm. like Ronda Rousey is going to yeah. be a huge part of this and come out. And I mean, obviously she did in the end, but she didn't come out during the match. Uh-huh. And this was the argument I, I was, you know, I was talking with Kinsey because she loved it. Let's, yeah. let's be honest. Like she's been so excited about the Women's Royal Rumble. And I think some of the like women's milestones that had happened before, you know, the Hell in the Cell and mm-hmm. whatever. The she Iron was, Man match. She was still getting into wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like, she was watching it with me each week, but I don't think it had clicked yet. And so it was probably after those had already happened that she was just full in all the way. So a lot, she didn't feel the same way about those as she did about this Women's Royal Rumble. Yeah. She was super excited. And I would say, from my perspective, without having that sort of, like, you know, I'm not going to feel the same way as a chauvinist, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I'm not really, but like, I, I'm definitely not going to, it's not going to have the same impact for me, Yeah. but I would say if Ronda Rousey didn't show up, even though in my mind that like before the match, mm-hmm. that's has to be what happens if you put it on as the final match. Yeah. I was not disappointed. I was not like going in. I thought this was going to be a cluster yeah. and to add it be having to be the final after I already, I, I think the men's Royal rumble going on in the middle did more to hurt the two matches that came after the, yeah. the raw men's tag team. And then the universal title match. Uh, I didn't care about those. Like I literally was watching just like, these are going to be over at some point. Let's see what the women end up doing in the women's Royal rumble. Mm-hmm. And I got through that. Like, I, Trish was the perfect person to bring out as the 30 spot. I think that was the best you could have because you know, I don't know what all other wrestling fans were thinking, but definitely in my mind, that's Ronda. Yeah. And then it's Trish. I and also. I was still like, I was probably happier. I was pro- uh, we'll talk about it in a little bit as we uh, project the, the possibilities of having Ronda Rousey as a full-time women's wrestler in WWE. Mm. But there are reasons why I think it was better to have a legend come in at 30 get the pop that she did and finish the match the way that they did. Uh, I don't know how you feel. I was not disappointed in that from the end. What, what was your perspective? Obviously watching the women's Royal rumble after because you weren't <laughs> even able to, to finish. It. Um, yeah, like it, it was, it was a, it was a fine match. Um, my really only complaint about the whole Women's Royal Rumble was just how sloppy Lita, Lita looked. Yeah, no, that was, and I think other, and especially like compared to like the other legends, you know, like like the, the other, other ones were smart enough to keep it like uh-huh. in the pocket. Like yeah, they they had their own. Like you could see a 
big gap between yeah. the current women's wrestlers yes. and the legends. Yes, she but could. Lita was the most because they actually had her actively trying to throw people out. Yes. And she might have been the least capable. And I blame all of the NXT trainer right now, if I'm not mistaken. I blame all of the like table spots. Like her body is actually yeah. broken down. Maybe and so maybe. that would be my excuse. Um, but yeah, she was definitely the only one. Like she might have looked worse than Kelly Kelly. And Kelly Kelly never wrestled. Uh, I will I, I I'll agree with that. I thought Lita like and, and like surprisingly, you know, especially like in her era, she, she might have been the, the the best looking women's wrestler, you know, who who was like like that generation's Nikki Cross or Oscar, you know, someone you know a, a, a women's wrestler who was willing to you know put her body on the line and do the moon salts and the tables and 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 have the men smash her in certain spots. Um, and I, I I thought Lita looked the roughest during the the, the, the women's Royal Rumble, and and that was especially shocking to me because I'm like I said I'm pretty positive uh, she's a trainer at NXT right now, or at least was at a certain point. Um, yeah, I don't know what they're having her do now after they pulled her off like the pre-show stuff. Yeah, um, but I I, th- I thought Molly Holly looked fantastic. Um, I, it, that was a I, um, I was mad when she got eliminated. I thought she, sh- she they should have kept her until the end. But I understand yeah. you're bringing back legends. Mm-hmm. She's not going to be the one who has the most fanfare. Um, like it's clearly Tori Wilson and Kelly Kelly are going to mm-hmm. get bigger pop despite not being able to wrestle than Molly and, Holly is. And, but and, and as like like. One of my favorite parts of a Royal Rumble is uh, the surprise entrance. Like, yeah. like, like that's just like a key Royal Rumble thing. Is hey, it's half of the women's Royal Rumble, half yeah. were just legends. Um, and and to me, that made the women's um, Rumble almost superior to the men's. Is just the the surprise factor that they had of like about every two or three women, yeah. you know, boom, here's one that you didn't expect to come out. Um, so yeah, and then the swerve at the end, because like I, I, I think we all assumed Ronda Rousey was going to be number thirty and then win yeah. the, that women's rumble. Um, especially like I, I saw a tweet that, that day that um someone had uh, retweeted from her saying, "Oh, you know, I will not be with the WWE because I'm filming a movie." Yeah. Or, just and some it, real generic uh bullshit tweet that I was like, "Oh well, she's definitely Instagram be post now. of her in Colombia." Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It's supposed to be hours before. And it's like, yeah, cuz you can't post an Instagram picture yeah. that's from um, way before. Yeah. Those sure. are pretty obvious swerves. So I assumed it was going to be her. Trish Stratus comes out. I was like, "Okay, maybe not. Maybe they're not going to go with this whole Ronda thing." And then at the end she comes out anyways, which kind of like almost uh negated Oscar's win just because like there's her moment celebrating you know this big first women's rumble ever and then just another woman that wasn't even in the rumble um came out at the which end. i think is perfect though yeah if you're building up ronda from there that's probably your best angle uh-huh. and you had the women's wrestlers after the royal rumble mm-hmm. just tweeting out things that were like yeah thanks ronda yeah for t- you know trying and, to take and, this and, away and you kind of saw her john at the other three women in the ring a little bit with alexa charlotte and oscar some john at him a little bit Oscar swats the hand away, and then she goes around the corner, and oh, there's the you know we've only seen Ronda once already in WWE, you know when she armbarred Stephanie McMahon, so you know think this moment's gonna happen, and then she shakes the hand of Stephanie McMahon, which like could be setting up some sort of authority thing, um, which would be cool, you know, or just I mean, this is it was very confusing. My takeaway after rewatching because at first I was like, mm-hmm. I don't is is she like. I guess I didn't get that she was trying to congratulate Oscar, mm-hmm. and then Oscar swipes it away. Yeah. But then the handshake to Stephanie is saying, "I'm in WWE." Yeah. And so it doesn't have to be an authority thing, but like, no, you're but right, it could it be. It could yeah, be. Yeah, it's there. Um. Yeah. Like it. It was just kind of like like I like 
I think when Brock Lesnar first got brought back, they kind of hinted at, oh, what if, you know, the McMahons kind of have Brock Lesnar, and then that really didn't work, and then they brought Paul Heyman back with them. But it was kind of reminiscent of that, kind of cool, kind of like, hey, you know, maybe Stephanie McMahon might have, you know, her little enforcer over here that, like, I and I assume with Ronda Rousey is, is that she's going to be booked um, just like the female Brock Lesnar at this point. I don't think she's going to be making a lot of TV appearances, probably just a couple. Um, who knows if we'll even see her after WrestleMania? This could just be a WrestleMania thing. They they keep playing off the it's a full time WWE contract. Are so they? That, but that's what they're saying. That's yeah. not like I mean that seems so close to in kayfabe that yeah. I don't even know, mm-hmm. and I haven't even taken the time to see what the dirt sheets are saying if there's you know leak of a yeah. full time contract. But this was one that was within the ESPN piece because they had Ramona Shelburne there to cover it uh-huh. and. I don't know how you're just going to get her to do every time. Like, Ronda Rousey won't talk to anybody else but Ramona Shelburne, which is not going to work well at some point. You know, it's like (laughs) you're going to have to start doing media appearances with other people. Um, But within her story said, signed a full-time contract, which that, you know, it's like that's a good kayfabe thing to do. But also, I don't know if ESPN, Ramona Shelburne would go along with the kayfabe storyline mm-hmm. as tight as ESPN is getting with WWE in uh, recent months so much yeah. so that they sent us back coach. Thanks ESPN. Uh, <laughs> I'll talk about that later too. Not happy. I'll be quite yeah. honest. Uh, have a hot take about why Booker T as bad as he was, just Ooh, leave him instead of coach. He's, he's pretty bad, but he was bad entertaining bad. Like it was <laughs> fun how bad he was. Yeah. And now coach and Corey Graves are like feeling each other out and it's, Terrible segment. Yeah. I'd rather Booker T just be clearly bad so I can laugh at it. Mm-hmm. But anyways, and, we'll, get, we'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah. Or you can get to it now if you have. I, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say like 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 just watching the Royal Rumble. Like I think Corey Graves is like finally starting to like really come into you know his announcer role uh, fairly well. That's what, yeah. what I was saying. Like he, he's like he's definitely better than Booker T, and he, he's getting better than Michael Cole. Um, so I think he's already better than Michael Cole, but that's because Michael Cole mm-hmm. has so many other things he has to accomplish. Yeah, and he's the best at doing that, but that role is mm-hmm. terrible. Um, so that's, yeah, it's, I, I'm never gonna get over that. Especially during the women's rumble, uh, he he kept you know making l- little comments about Sasha Banks that you could tell were kind of making Stephanie McMahon laugh. Uh, speaking of bad commentators, Stephanie McMahon never needs to be in a commentator no. booth ever again. Her just nonsensical comments the whole time. The only thing that made sense was like you know the there's always weird spots where the announcers kind of say something that doesn't quite make sense. Uh-huh. And the only thing she could do well was make like pick at them yeah. for fucking something up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Why would you pick at them? You just you haven't said a relevant thing mm-hmm. this entire time. Like no, I, they're it, talking it about things so. that are currently happening, <laughs> and then it's just like, oh, Michael Cole saying something relevant. Corey Graves saying something relevant. Long pause. Stephanie McMahon going, well, Becky told me her outfit tonight is what, what represents the future. Like, well, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no one's talking about Becky Lynch. No one's talking about the future. Like, that had nothing to do with anything. Um, so, yeah, uh, thumbs up for Corey Graves. Thumbs down, Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, that I. it's one of those things. You just have to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, in fairness, I think Stephanie gets a lot of shit for not being able to do promos, and uh, she cuts really good promos. It's it's all about how much. Yeah, she's always too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in general, of delivering it, while other people have crapped out promos, Stephanie has nailed most of the ones she has to do. I just. If she does 10, I'd rather she did, like, 6. Yeah. I think that's my biggest problem with Stephanie in the ring. Obviously, yeah. announcing work is something different, and she's not very good yeah. at it. And, and, and Stephanie McMahon's much better when we're not seeing her at the very beginning of every show every fucking week and then more yeah. times during the show. Um, it just seems that whenever she's around, the show mostly focuses on her, which is a weird thing with her not being a performer of any type. Um, and them not having an actual long-term storyline with yeah. the authority anymore. It's like, yeah. it's like most of that's there. So it, it's like we're supposed to be aware of it still, mm-hmm. but there's no like person that's on it. Like the closest was the Bailey thing, and they let that go by the wayside. Yeah, that felt so, pretty quick. Uh, like it's so weird that she's she. It's like she's keeping her knives sharp. Like. I'm still going to be part of this. At some point, we're going to have a storyline involving this, even though right now we don't have any plans. Yeah. But she just like, she wants to keep it in like the front of your brain. And it's like, why? Let other people do stuff. And then when you want to pull it out, we're not as tired of it. Now yeah. we're going to be just as tired the moment you pull it out. And when's the last time a real, like, you know, full time authority yeah. storyline was happening. It's been nearly the entire time I've been watching. You yeah. know, uh, the closest hint of that was Triple H giving the belt to Kevin Owens, and even that didn't go into the authority storyline. Mm-hmm. So it's been at least two years, but we're still sitting there thinking, like, the moment it happens, we'll still be like, not this again. Yeah. Because you didn't actually give time for it. Stephanie is still there reminding us each and every week. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the big show effect where where they try to book the big show as this big devastating monster that he can finally be a fucking, you know, meat-eating giant or whatever the hell he's trying to say. But 2 weeks before that, he he was crying, you know, <laughs> on his knees crying on the TV and you're just like, "No, you can't just I, I like my brain works. Like I, I remember yeah. seeing him cry. You can't have him be a badass now." Like it's um I yeah. think you can. I think, but but what you do is you have the crying badass. Like oh, yeah. he literally is like crushing people with yeah. tears. Like he he doesn't want to hurt you. Yeah, but he's just so big. There's nothing else he can do about it. I just want to put him in a leather leather jacket, like a crybaby. Are you telling me if Big Show just <laughs> ran around like in tears, just uh-huh. breaking little people, yeah. you wouldn't enjoy that for a couple months? No, I'd like it. No, 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 that'd be great. Can he just destroy him without the crying? Do we have to get emotional about it? But we've tried that. <laughs> you know, you have a brain, Wade. You'll remember two weeks ago when he was. Yeah, crying. but he's been off TV for a little while now, right, so right, we can so bring we'll him see. back. Yeah, Wait, Wade's ready for it now. Yeah. Uh, let's get back to this women's Royal Rumble match. Uh, we we <coughs> talked about more the big stuff and then the ending with with Ronda, but you know, just getting to the you know the the basics of like you said, I think the biggest problem was Lita having such a prominent role for the yeah. Hall of Famer and just having she just wasn't mm. she physically wasn't capable of doing Especially it something with the was uproar going uproar of her not being on Raw 25 like people were going yeah. ape shit about how she wasn't there um so well okay here she is and, and like did not deliver at all and and I didn't expect her to, to do great you know but I expected her to be better than um a lot of the people in the Rumble and she may have well just been the worst yeah, she I it, it it was the only one that you couldn't get over. And I think sometimes I don't know if it's it, it might sound a little offensive, but reverting back to the old days of watching women's wrestling, it was mm-hmm. like literally don't be awful. 
Yeah. And if you're not awful, then you just sort of get through it. And it's like, okay, that that's fine. And Lita's performance was at that awful level. Yeah. And which is, like you said, it was so weird considering she was one of the best performers for a good, you know, yeah. five to six years there. She yeah, was definitely. taking table spots, which I'm willing to say maybe that's part of it. Other women's wrestlers uh-huh. haven't gone. Through. Yeah, I, I didn't think of that at all. But uh, yeah, it could very well. Yeah, definitely. I could see that how that would And I also her. think part of it is the fact that she was sort of a spot monkey back then. Mm-hmm. And she, while back then when she was in the thick of it, yeah. she could get through a match and wasn't one of the worst. It's not like she was one of the best technical wrestlers. No. She was one who was really exciting with those moonsa- moonsault spots. Yeah. Even though she almost com- broke herself trying to do the moonsault. She almost <laughs> broke the two ladies she landed on. <laughs> uh you know, it's that was never her forte, anyways. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I would say when you're out of it as long as she's been, yeah. and then you add in the 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 body breaking down. I mean, even somebody like it, it was weird to see like Trish Stratus, where she's just super thin now. Mm-hmm. You know, she went from bodybuilder to yoga person. Yeah, and you know, you you see the 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 one in the best shape was Tori Wilson. It's too bad she has almost no wrestling ability. Uh, yeah, but she came out in just ridiculously good shape. Uh. Jacqueline still performing. She's Jacqueline, 54. Yeah. yeah. She st- she could go out tomorrow and Man. be a solid competitor for Asuka. She was such a huge part of my childhood. Like, yeah. I, I remember her all the way back when she was, like, the, the, the manager of, like, Harlem Heat. Yeah. Yeah. Or hanging out with Kevin Sullivan during his, like, feud with Benoit. Like, like yeah. Like, Jackie's been around long, long, long time. Um, and a Hall of Famer. She got put in the Hall of Fame last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. No, she, she definitely deserves that. Um, and, and even, like... Just seeing her come out, I mean, that that's really all you needed. Like, Jackie's Jackie, you know. Uh, and even, like, some of the... Uh, uh, Carrie Sane did a great job. Yeah. But busted out her uh, awesome elbow drop twice. They told me the name, and I'm already kind of forgetting it. I, it's an elbow drop. I don't need to know a, a fancy Something name about a ship sailing. I don't know, but it's... it's I don't know. <laughs> they, they, that's the other one where Michael Cole always just pisses me off. He's like... She's a boating enthusiast. And I'm just like, <laughs> shut up, Michael Cole. <laughs> like, she's a pirate. If she's gonna be a pirate, just say she's a pirate. Yeah. I don't need I don't need you breaking kayfabe in the middle of this. Like, but, what the hell is going on? Yeah, we gotta see her bust out her her like the stellar fucking elbow Didn't drop she twice. Do it, like, I don't know who she hit, but wasn't one of them like sitting up as she did it? Sasha Banks was yeah. Kinda, oh my god, that was setting up. When that it was came beautiful. Down. Yeah, because like, it was like it added that extra bit that she's like up for the elbow yeah. and it just slams her back into the yeah. canvas. I was like, ooh, that was good. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, and I, I think you know, I had a lot of arguments about you know not having like the the cross rivalries, but I think they made up for that. Mm-hmm. With all of the the different legends that had come in, mm-hmm. and you know, you at they they did enough of the traditional Royal Rumble spots. S- you know, you have Sasha and Becky starting out. Becky, who's going to make it a long time, but then just get chucked out and forgot about because that's that actually describes Becky Lynch yeah. as, a, as yeah. a character. <laughs> uh, Sasha Banks, you know, gonna pull that spot where she's in the longest, but mm-hmm. has no chance of actually winning this thing. Yeah, uh, you have Nia Jax. Night Jack looked awesome. Just chucking people over, and yeah. they're going to have to take everybody to get her out. Uh, everybody fit their role. Asuka in the middle, you know, a badass to the end, and then mm-hmm. gets the victory because obviously that either that was going to happen or, like we said, the Ronda Rousey thing, which 
I don't think they were ready for Like, yeah, uh, I think Ronda Rousey was told like 10 minutes before what she was actually going to do at Royal Rumble. Like, they yeah. didn't tell her until the bitter end. Go out and point to the sign. Go out. And she couldn't do it very well. Uh, <laughs> she'll work on it. Um, but yeah, no, Asuka fit her role. Uh, you know, I, surprise, like you said, Molly Holly was good. Michelle McCool uh, was ready to go. Yeah. Didn't help that the fans are chanting Undertaker. Like, yeah. What is wrong with these people? Like literally, what is wrong with you? Um, it just comes with I think having a like a more famous husband. I mean, they were doing the yes chance at Brie Bella. No, but um, that's, that's that's nonsense. Yeah, and and, well, and she just kind of like like goes with it now and just like okay, if you're gonna start doing the yes chance at me, I'll do them with you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, chanting chanting Undertaker at Michelle McCool, and I think even the last time we saw her, like for something else she was on that she got an undertaker chain also <laughs> it's, it's just ridiculous fans are the worst uh <laughs> yeah i i this was also interesting the the absolution without page mm. and so yeah. actually like when uh sonia deville came out i think michael cole said something like and that will be the last member of absolution <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh damn michael cole yeah. that's cold-blooded Oh, like there was a spot during the women's Royal Rumble that, like, apparently I thought that that the the two women's groups right now, the Absolution and the Riot Squad, apparently I don't know the difference between the two blondes in the group. Because <laughs> so, I don't remember which one of them came out. And I was just like, oh, cool, they're gonna start double teaming uh, everyone now, and then they kind of just started fighting each other. And I was like, oh, oh, they're yeah. they're they're on different. Which sides. is weird because. I, I think of the the I mean no I they they all have like it's it's almost the same template you know yeah. it's like the the leader Goth girl brunette girl blonde girl but like the blonde like Liv Morgan's character is like the reason she's completely screwed is like she's like halfway between Alexa Bliss and Carmella yeah and it's like that's the worst thing like two people like you're running that gimmick on NXT they're about to push you up to the main brand. But now at the exact moment that mm-hmm. those two gimmicks that you've sort of yeah. like splashed together are actually getting their push, yeah. or at least in Carmella's case, she's constantly active, you know, in the in the main SmackDown mm-hmm. feuds. Uh, tried to cash in that money in the bank on Tuesday, which is a, a hilarious spot. Uh, you have to. Did you, you didn't watch no, SmackDown, no, right? No, you no. were just I'm, finished. I'm, at the like, I'm guessing it was unsuccessful. She didn't actually get to cash uh, in. Oh, of course. Uh, she was about to as yeah. Charlotte got beat down by the Riot Squad. Yeah. And then Carmella comes out, and she's trying to get the ref to announce the match. But as the ref's handing the briefcase to the announcer, uh-huh. uh, Carmella is, like, running at Charlotte. Charlotte ducks, and Carmella knocks the ref out of the ring. And so Charlotte gets her bearings, and Carmella runs off, which is actually a really good spot. Yeah. Like, uh, reminds you that that's there. Sounds like she's casting in on WrestleMania. That that that's a possibility, or a little bit earlier, depending. Yeah. Yeah, Charlotte's maybe. setting up. It seems pretty obvious that from the Royal Rumble and from what happened on Monday and Tuesday, it's going to be Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. Yeah, that's the biggest name. You know, like yeah. if if you're going to do it and you're going to have Ronda getting mm-hmm. WWE onto ESPN and all these mainstream outlets, mm-hmm. Charlotte Flair is the one you'd be like, oh, yeah, Ric Flair's daughter is yeah. the one. And then that's like, oh, that's a connection and, that people and Charlotte's can make. kind of an imposing figure. I yeah. mean, she's a big gal, like broad shoulders, looks like she could, you know, kick a little ass. Like, you know, especially like we put her in there with Ronda Rousey, like like Alexa Bliss pride won't. But I think that's better, much. though, because Ronda Rousey is not going to be able to wrestle a good match. Yeah. So your options well, are... That's why you put her in there with Charlotte then, because Charlotte w- should be able to carry her. I don't think so, you though. Don't think? 
We, I think she'll carry you better than Alexa Bliss ever would. I think. All right. So we we talked about this before, where Charlotte has had a very off year once she wasn't with Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks yeah. made that work, and I've seen Charlotte be with not bad wrestlers, but wrestlers that aren't quite on her level, uh-huh. and she hasn't had great matches with yeah. them. And when you look at somebody like Ronda, where they're not going to be able to a good match, and it's not just a carry, Ronda needs to look dominant. Like, yeah. if you're planning this out, you're going to have her come in and essentially going to have a squash match. I think Alexa Bliss, uh, reimagine that Nia Jax uh, match with Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Found a way to get squash, mm-hmm. but still make it entertaining and, you know, come out the other end not being just, you know... Uh, I think you could have looked at that and thought Alexa Bliss is no longer championship material. That's yeah. at least not the thought because she still has the belt. Uh, she could have found a way to make that look entertaining without it just being a simple squash match. Yeah. And with Charlotte, I'm not sure if that's the capability. Uh, yeah. I'm, I, I'm not sure what the plan is because I don't think you get to bring Ronda without her looking strong. Yeah. And so that's going to, that's going to require Ronda to put in a lot of time. And I don't even think it's possible. I mean, you, there, there have been people with great wrestling backgrounds, judo mm-hmm. backgrounds, and they still take years yeah. to get prepared. Ronda's in the middle of a major film movie shoot. <laughs> you think she's going to put the time in between now and WrestleMania to make sure that yeah. match like fits. She wasn't even putting the time in to train for real fights. Yeah. So yeah, I, 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 I doubt she's very, she was definitely training. One. She was, she was, she had a poor training plan. <laughs> uh, whatever. We're not, we're not going to get into the UFC talk because there's a lot for us to say. I know I'm not actually qualified to say it. I just have a lot of shit to say about <laughs> UFC stuff. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I that is going to be a very tough match to pull off what they need to with Ronda. If this is going to be more than a one-off. Yeah. And I think, Charlotte brings the name, but I think Alexa Bliss would probably be better to make that make the match work. Yeah, uh, but you know, there's I guess I'm not uh, a lot of options. I, I'm, I'm kind of giving Ronda Rousey more credit than I you know, I haven't seen her do anything, so I don't know why I should be giving her any credit. I'm just assuming she's going to do well, and I probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> well, I mean, she can do well just being like, okay, if mm-hmm. if she's going to come in and it's like she's going to put somebody in one of her submission holds yeah then you're fine if she's right there with Shayna baszler and at least figuring out the basics Mm -hmm. then it's possible to pull something off but you're putting her in with charlotte Mm -hmm. who her whole thing her best matches she is beating the living crap out of her opponent yeah Uh, Yeah, 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 that that puts you in a tough spot to figure it out if ronda can't sell a point to wrestlemania how is she gonna sell a big boot from charlotte I you know I I have a lot of reasons to think that match might be problematic. Yeah, uh, definitely. So yeah, I I think that's what they're gonna go with, and I don't and I say that I don't want to go into that match and think oh this is gonna be a bust. Like I don't want to be that person who's just telling everybody just wait. It just there are a lot of reasons to think it might not go well, and I hope it does. Yeah, I, I hope they figure it out. I hope they come up with the best plan and. It, it's just one of those things like if I if I was picking and it wasn't solely about the name recognition, I think I'd put Rousey in with with Alexa Bliss and figure it out. But obviously you're going for the biggest pop and yeah. there's no way it's not going to be Charlotte yeah. versus Ronda Rousey. Um, I feel like there's other things. We didn't even talk about this. Uh, Kenzie's favorite part, so I have to bring it up. Mm-hmm. The Bella Twins coming out. Uh, as uh, Nikki came out, like Kinsey got excited, but then she was like, wait, it should yeah. have been the Bellas coming out together. I'm like, they can't come out together. Yeah. Like one at a time. And then sure enough, the next entrant, Brie Bella, uh, a lot of great spots. And we'll talk about this when we talk about the men's Royal rumble, 
well booked. Uh, I think there were things in the Women's Royal Rumble where obviously they don't know how to throw each other over ropes. And in yeah. fairness, there are men's wrestlers who yeah. too often are throwing themselves over the well, rope. Well, just the physical part of it where their head's barely above that top rope. Yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be pretty difficult. Um, like, that alone is going to be a challenge. And, and you don't see a whole lot of women getting, you know, clotheslined or doing anything over the top rope hardly ever. So They um, also seemed very uncomfortable, like... You know, you, they do a spot where they would normally do it in a match. You know, they mm-hmm. they throw a couple forearms and then like they'd have them in the corner and then they'd go into whatever the next spot is. But in Royal Rumbles, you're not going for spots. Yeah. And so they're they're mostly looking around to make sure they're not in somebody else's way. Yeah. And you see that so often, which once again, you still see that in the men's Royal Rumble. Yeah. I, clearly not as much because you have you know thirty contestants in the women's Royal Rumble who have never been in this match before. Yeah. Uh, also, I would say, and I was thinking of this when the had all of the uh, Hall of Famers come in and all the different uh, you know special guest spots in that match. They had actually been in more Royal Rumble type situations because there used to be a decent amount of battle royals yeah. back in the day. I don't think there's there's been a couple in the men's division in yeah. recent years. There's been a lot rare. for women. Yeah, it's a pretty rare thing. To but I think to throw I mean it, it wasn't like all the time, but there was a decent amount of women's battle royals yeah. in the especially early two thousands, especially on pay per views. Yeah, well, not even just pay-per-views. Like, they'd have ones on, you know, uh, Monday to, like, Mm -hmm. pick the number one contender. And that seemed like a go-to in the early 2000s for both the men's and the women's division. And they've sort of cut back on that. Yeah. And so I was thinking that. I was like, oh, yeah, some of these women have actually, they've had to throw the other person over the rope. But it's the ones who haven't wrestled in 10 years. Yeah. And then the new ones are like, I don't know what to do in this match. They they haven't performed (laughs) in any sort of battle royal type situation. Yeah. but other than that, like the the booking of it, whether whether it was smooth, mm-hmm. like throwing people over, doing going from spot to spot, they booked it well. They had different legends go up against each other, yes, or, di- or different legends versus young people. Mm-hmm. You had perfect spot of Ember Moon coming in. I thought that was a weird one to have her with the yeah. messed up arm, but you got the spot with Oscar, which was which was really good. Trish Stratus, Mickey James, yeah, that was. They took the time on that one, and then. I, I feel like I've told the story to Kenzie, but she just didn't remember. And she's like, wait, what's the story there? And I'm like, <laughs> don't worry. Lesbian angle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is sad that every time it's like, even as you, it's like, this is the women's revolution. Yeah. You've turned them into actual wrestlers. And yeah. one of the biggest spots the pe- people got hyped for is, uh, yeah. oh yeah. I remember the time they had that lesbian angle yeah, when she that? was the single white female. Yeah. Remember that? Uh, so Yeah. Remember how the, all their matches were just staring at Mickey James' ass cheeks the whole time? Remember all that? Yep, that's what you said. I didn't say that. Just wrestling that. in a short skirt and a thong, like, well, like th- th- that was basically basically her like get up back in the day. I mean, um, she was still, which is almost preferable to what she wears now. I mean, uh, what she wears now, she at different points wore back then. It just oh, wasn't really? Good. Yeah, was, I, I never saw the uh, bell-bottomed knee pads before until recently. She had those. Okay, she definitely had those. I mean, they, it, they're stupid it was, looking. It was after she got over. Okay. Like she waited. Right. She she definitely what you said she wore. <laughs> she she wore to get over. Which surprise, surprise. Yeah, it worked. Um. Yeah, I, I I think we've covered most of the women's Royal Rumble. Yeah, I was I trying think to so. think of. Uh, you know, any oh Sasha turning on Bailey, mm, uh, yeah, 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 that was good. Just because Sasha looked like a heel through most of the Royal Rumble, <laughs> yeah. she was fighting like a heel, uh, and that's good. Uh, she also rolled out of the ring more than anybody's ever rolled out of the ring. Every time she took a bump, yeah. she was outside. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. 
especially towards the end of that match, there's a lot of women rolling out. Like Nia yeah. Jax was out for a while because I was just like, oh, whoa, all, all of a sudden all those women got eliminated. And then I looked up again and all four of them were back in the yeah. ring. And I was, oh, they just been they, rolling there, out. There were a few spots where I was like, wait. Yeah, which ones rolled out and which yeah. ones were thrown out? Like, oh, I don't Sasha know Bush anymore. Must got eliminated. <laughs> but um, yeah, like you were saying with that, Corey Graves had a good comment uh, when she turned on Bailey. It was like, oh, if you got a back, Bailey's got a knife. I mean, <laughs> Sasha's got a knife. Um, which was like, it made Stephanie McMahon laugh. I I laughed just because it made her laugh. Um, but yeah, I think I think that was pretty much it for like most of the women's Royal Rumble. I can't think of uh, any other big spots or anything. Vicky Guerrero coming out. Ugh, excuse ugh. me. I, it was good because they immediately just chucked man, her out, and then she's a heat-seeking missile, man. Did you, like, oh, and she hit uh, Carmella with the Money yeah. in the Bank, which was yeah, yeah. which is a good spot. Uh, yeah, I think that I think that covers most of it. Um, you know, I apologize if I missed anything else. Uh, you know, I, I was trying to look and see. You know, Sasha's in the longest. I think yeah. the most eliminations was actually Michelle McCool. Really? Uh, yeah, five. Nia Jax was four. Um, I think there was some, there might have been somebody else with four. Uh, Nikki Bella had four. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, you know, Mrs. Cena uh, gets <laughs> gets a few of those good spots at the end. I think they they they. It wasn't just a, here's the girls from, you know, Total Divas. Here's the, you know, yeah. the two wives of two prominent WWE figures. It was, they, they came in with good booking for them at the end too. I thought the, the spot where Sasha thinks uh, they're on her mm-hmm. side and then she gets eliminated was a genius way to eliminate Sasha after being in the longest. And didn't Nikki throw a Brie? Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, a, a lot of good booking. Uh I was definitely one who had a lot of questions going in, and yeah, I think I, I think they did a dynamite job. Even if everybody you watched it with decided they didn't want to watch the women's yeah. rumble, I mean, I mean, it was okay. <laughs> like I, I wanted to play Call of Duty too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we got that done. We can talk about the men's Royal Rumble, and we spent thirty minutes on the women's Royal Rumble. So that was Not our bad. due diligence, yeah. and we'll probably spend thirty minutes on the men's Royal Rumble because. Uh, there's not much else to talk about on the pay per view. Yeah, uh, we we might get into NXT at the end. Who knows? I don't know if you watch. Did like, you get back really and watch the, any of that? Um, I haven't. I have not got the chance to watch NXT yet at all. Um, like like really, the only thing else that happened uh, besides the Men's Royal Rumble was Brock Lesnar punching the shit out of Braun Strowman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they yeah. just don't get along at Royal Rumbles, do they? <laughs> no, uh, I think Braun Strowman. I think he. Was it from the knee in the face? He or maybe? Need, he, 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 it was. It was right at the very beginning of the match where, like, Strowman did his little thing where he had both opponents in the corner and he's you know clotheslines Kane and then he runs and does his like pretty good little drop kick. You know that he runs and drop kicks Brock into the corner, kind of like uh, kind of the way the, the way Finn Balor sets yeah. up his coup de gras. I was I was waiting for the the coup de gras, yeah. but. Uh, <laughs> Braun Strowman wasn't quite, yeah. uh, um, wasn't ready to kill Brock Lesnar uh, not yet. on the pay-per-view. And then it was like, <laughs> r- r- like uh, really quick after that drop kick, he is just going too fast. Um, and just, he's kind of slips and knees uh, Brock Lesnar right in the face. And then that's when you hear Brock Lesnar scream, slow the fuck down. And he just no-sells the knee, stands up and punches Braun Strowman in the side of the head, dropping him. It's pretty good. <laughs> Like, like it, I, I go, oh shit, and like, like, we, like everyone in the, in the living room just kind of like got quiet really quick, and then we just kind of like real quick they show a clip of uh, Paul Heyman on the outside of the ring, and he had the same look on his face that we all did, like, oh, okay, now what? <laughs> like, 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 what happens now? Um, 
but yeah, and, 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 and like after that, it just ke- seemed like like Braun's confidence was a little uh, not all the way there. He wasn't full on Strowman for a little bit. He was definitely, a lot, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was definitely just like, okay, I really don't want to get punched in the side of the fucking head again. That was brutal. And then the fact that WWE kept replaying yeah. him, punching him in the head <laughs> was really, really unexpected. Um, but a good moment yeah. and probably the best moment out of that whole match. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, everything else was just, yeah, sort of everything else was just falling into place. Um, but yeah, seeing a little bit of realism right there. Um, pretty, pretty sweet. It was, it was solid. Uh, it still didn't get me back into the match. And no, part no, of the, no, no. part of this was the men's Royal rumble. Just being something that I, it, it was one of the most well-booked, Royal Rumbles I've seen in a very long time. Yeah. Um, I think last year I was very happy with the Royal Rumble, and I was particularly happy with Down the Stretch. They they have something dynamite in Roman Reigns' ability to ever have everybody think he's going to win mm-hmm. and to play off of that. Yeah. And, but I think maybe the rest of that Royal Rumble is up and down. You know, it's like I, I, I didn't think the the men's Royal Rumble got very exciting until the last six men were in. See, I I love the the <laughs> beginning. You know, I I thought uh, when Baron Corbin came in, the fr- I leaned over to my brother and I was like, they need to have him get eliminated and just start eliminating other people yeah. despite being out of the match. Yeah. Now they didn't quite do that, but having him pull everybody out and beat the shit out of them, uh, yeah, that was the best Baron Corbin move. I also thought he was just going to start eliminating people, yeah. which I thought would have been a good move for him. Yeah. Keep the heel thing going. The problem was, I think there was only like four people in the ring, and then if you eliminate <laughs> everyone, I don't know what the process is. Do we have to like send one guy down to have one person in the Royal Rumble yeah. and then like wait 90 You're, seconds? Yeah, I think so. Like, <laughs> I think that's how that would work. Uh, but yeah, like I, I thought that was good. Then attacking Heath Slater and having Heath Slater just be hit by everybody as they came down. Uh, like everybody. Everybody. And then to have his moment to be Sheamus throws him back in the ring and then to eliminate Sheamus immediately yeah. uh, was genius. Like yeah. that was just a great, I, I don't know how many people thought that was coming. You know, it's like you, you just see Heath Slater get hit so many times. Mm-hmm. You think he's just the punching bag and then he gets to eliminate Sheamus. Uh, hilarious. Gets Sheamus out of there early so he has more energy for the tag yeah. team match later in the night. Uh, even though I didn't care about that one either. Sorry. Although good, they booked the ending well. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch the rest of the match. So I can't tell you what they did yeah. the rest of it. But the moment Jason Jordan is sitting there doing yeah. a little concussion protocol to himself, yeah. letting Seth Rollins get beat, God, they're doing that storyline perfectly. And once again, I can say in every podcast, yes, the initial idea to have Jason Jordan as Kurt Angle's son is stupid. <laughs> the way they've executed it since then is great. And if you don't see the value in that, yeah. Go fuck yourself. They're doing l- l- like a pretty good job with the slow burn with him. Yeah. Um, it's it's a slow buildup that, that that they probably should use with most superstars. <laughs> is give them time to establish something and then you know hit it home instead of just like we're just gonna try with the grand slam this first pitch and, and and even if we don't make it we're gonna save the grand slam and you're gonna accept it anyways. Um, yeah. It's kind of what they do with most of the other superstars. So yeah, I will agree with you on that point of like the storyline's stupid, but they're doing a good job with the slow burn. Um, and yeah, that was really the only good thing about their match was the ending where he just, oh, I'm going to, after Seth Rollins gets his ass kicked, I'm going to get tagged in and then just go, no, my head hurts still tag you back in. You lose. Um, yeah, good way to end that match. Um, 
and yeah, and Sheamus like getting eliminated from the Royal Rumble quick did, definitely did make sense because of you know he's getting ready to win the tag belts after that. So um, I'm glad they didn't just you know throw him out and then have him lose that match. Also, it was good booking for Sheamus, uh, who I'm a huge fan of, uh, and like I guess at this point I, I, I gotta say that. I think it was a couple podcasts ago. I was talking about how I'd read online everything. He has spinal stenosis. Well, that can't be true if he's still, you know, competing in all these matches. There's no way he would still be, you know, doing that. There's no way they would let him. So, and he hasn't worked a softer style in the yeah, slightest. Yeah, he has been taking like less bumps. I noticed. Mm-hmm. I noticed that like he's kind of doing the comeback. Cesaro's doing most of the taking the bumps. Um, so maybe he has something, but it's definitely not as no. serious as whatever they were saying. Yeah, so I, I think with uh, Sheamus, like, whatever the injury is, couldn't be that bad. Yeah. And, you know, they're they they, they they're going to keep having Cesaro right there. If they need to have Cesaro run that for a little while, that might just be as a, a little bit of rest to have uh, Sheamus do the hot tags. And, uh, yeah, I, I, that match I, I didn't care too much for, but, mm-hmm. you know, we'll – you know, I, I was noticing the men's Royal Rumble. They had, you know, only two NXT guys. Yeah, um, usually like Royal Rumble is a pretty good sign of like what NXT guys are getting called up soon. Um, but with the two they had, I I don't think we we're gonna see Almas or uh, Adam Cole um that quickly in the no, main I mean, roster. Um, like the, Andrade still has the belt. Yeah, and Adam Cole's still in like what I would say is the middle of this you know storyline he's doing with uh. What is their name? The Undisputed Era? Yeah, it's a terrible name. Pretty dumb name. But yeah, it, it kind of seems like he's in the middle of that storyline, so I don't see him coming up anytime soon either. But um, it was good seeing him. Like, like, I don't really watch NXT a lot, so it was good seeing him in a WWE ring. You know, uh, pretty talented guy. I, you know, I, I think... Uh, he, Be a great cruiserweight. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame that like, like that we still have 205 Live, because that's going to pigeonhole a lot of these NXT guys coming up. I will say, I mean, I know you didn't watch the NXT TakeOver. Not yet, yet no. Uh, there is, like, one spot where, man, they set up two chairs together. Mm-hmm. And so instead of, like, the spot where they drop them on the seat of the chair, they drop Adam Cole on the, like, top. Like Whoa, the, the, like the back? Yeah, like the, the, the two backs together. Yeah. Oh, And it's like, okay. yeah. So that was a pretty mean spot. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff, so we're not going to get into it too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe we could talk about it on the next podcast. Yeah. But I, takeover is pretty good, and then you have to go look at Johnny Gargano's uh, jacket that he wears because okay. it literally looks like what the Bludgeon Brothers probably thought they were making. <laughs> you know, it's like that's the yeah. p- professional version, uh-huh. and then the Bludgeon Brothers is like what happened when it's like they they made it for like a seventh grade like home ec class, and like they they got an F. They got okay. they got net for it. That that's what the Bludgeon <laughs> Brothers outfit is, and they had an interesting moment on SmackDown. Uh, they're setting them up to face the Usos at some point. Okay, uh, but every time you just see those outfits, you're like, I don't know if I care. Yeah, I don't know if yeah, I can care. Yeah, it definitely takes away from uh, th- th- them looking scary, where yeah. they're just wearing I- ill-fitting clothing instead. <laughs> like <laughs> it really does look like some sort of like. They like they were trying to teach each other how to sew, and then they're like, <laughs> "It's like I don't know if this looks right." It's like just cut it with the scissors. Just yeah, cut it. Just, yeah. Oh hey, my god! You, you stop cutting it. Why'd you cut it so much? Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and like, and I don't know. Like the outfits just make them like almost. It makes their body shapes look weird. Like Harper's shirts d- doesn't fit right. Well, it's like he, they have a tight 
tight like tank top level uh-huh. shirt. Like it's 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 yeah. really tight to him. But then he has like the weird like cut up pants. So it's like that is baggy hanging over his under half, but his yeah. upper half is this like skin tight. <laughs> skin tight. It's weird looking. It's awkward. Um yeah, I really wish they'd come up with some some new uh some new gear for those guys as soon as possible. I love how they're not giving them new gear, but they're still completely <laughs> pushing them in. They're like, "We're going to have this yeah, big yeah, face yeah, off yeah, with yeah. the Usos. This is our only yeah. plan. We're not aboarding it. We're not doing anything no. else." It's like, "Could you fix the outfits?" No. No, 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 no. no, no that's no, fine. No. Uh, but yeah, uh, the NXT guys having uh, Andrade, uh, like, he was in it for most of the... the he was uh, in there for quite a while, yeah. Like he, around, like, 30 minutes, like, so he, yeah. he was in for a while, uh, but that's it. Uh, I was... I was I, I'd have to look. I don't know how many they traditionally have, but that doesn't seem like too many. And then, like you said, Usually somebody, two or three, you know, yeah. uh, Ty Dillinger was at the 10 spot, which I think was mostly just for the 10 yeah. gimmick, but, like... It seemed like somebody they could bring up quickly. They yeah. didn't. They waited, and uh, then nothing happened because who gives a shit? Well, and then um, Sami Zayn beats up Ty Gillinger to take his spot. And then, I did like that. I did. I, thought I would have good. liked if something would have came from it, um, but it was just he just went out there to be eliminated. So it was. Well, pretty, I mean, he was know. also out there for most of the match too, and they did play it into the. Uh, the gimmick that happened on SmackDown. Once again, you haven't watched SmackDown, so I, I don't know how. I'm just gonna yeah, spoil yeah. it for you. That's fine. Uh, so basically. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn complained that they got cheated out of this, the the match at uh-huh. Royal Rumble, and they 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 want to uh, get a face AJ Styles again, and so Daniel Bryan says, "Okay, we can make that happen. We're yeah. gonna have a number one contenders match between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and they also have that night a Kevin Owens Sami Zayn versus AJ Styles and Nakamura tag match. Okay, and as Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are in the back, Kevin Owens is like. You know, let's, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. We're going to, you know, face them tonight. And then, you know, uh, one of you know, basically playing off each other that one's going to win. And then who's the reason that they didn't already have the belts, you yeah. know, like, and Sami Zayn says, well, you already got pinned by AJ Styles last week. And then Kevin Owens says, you know, you got yourself eliminated from the Royal Rumble. And so each one had a failure because Kevin Owens got pinned at the Royal Rumble. Sami Zayn got eliminated. And then by the end of the night, when they finish the match, Sami Zayn just leaves Kevin Owens in the match. And Kevin Owens gets beat. And Sami Zayn cuts a mean-ass promo in the back saying, Kevin's like, this isn't about us not being friends. Like, this is about opportunities. Mm -hmm. And Kevin's had opportunities. Been the Universal Champion. He's been the U.S. Champion. Yeah, it's my time, and he says it with conviction. Like he's been doing this stooge gimmick for yeah. a bit now, and he's been great at it. And then he just turned it on yeah. for the promo. You got to check the promo out. Uh, so basically, they're just gonna go Owens and Sami Zayn at WrestleMania. Is that what we're talking? Right I mean, now? probably, but yeah. they still have their match to figure out who's <laughs> gonna be. You know, facing yeah. AJ Styles, and they could okay. still play off of that. They could pretend that it's going to be the breakup, and then have—I don't know if they want to have one of them take the belt from AJ. I don't know what their actual mm-hmm. plan is. It seems like you know AJ versus Nakamura is set, uh-huh. but you know, if if you have Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns pretty much set in the fans' mind for a year, do you want the other one perfectly set, or do you want to hit him with a swerve? I don't know. The story could play out in a way that like. 
there there is something that they could do, and I'd be happy with whatever they do. Yeah. I'd be happy if AJ keeps it and you have that match. I'd also be perfectly fine with either Kevin or Sammy taking the belt and them facing Nakamura. Uh, I don't think Vince would do that, but yeah, I, it's a possibility. I, it, like AJ Styles Nakamura is definitely the match. So I, I don't I don't know why we'd go away from that. It's it's definitely the WrestleMania match. We'll like, see. It should be. I mean, it should be, but also, I'd be like, I wouldn't be mad if they made it where it was Kevin Owens, Nakamura, or Sammy. If they play the storyline right, yeah, we got Owen, time. Owens and Nakamura would be fine too. I'd say um, when you're when you're setting up WrestleMania matches, you know, it's like so often they're set in stone, and yeah, a lot of yeah. the times you want them pretty much. You want the build up to be from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania, and any swerve is due to injuries or something else coming up. Yeah. But in this case, we are talking about the main event of WrestleMania we've known for a full year. Like, WWE can have all of their different matches with Brock Lesnar. We've known it's going to be Brock versus Roman Reigns. Yeah. In this case, you could have the ability to change it up. And I don't, of those three matches I just named, whether Mm -hmm. it's Nakamura, AJ Styles, Nakamura, Kevin Owens, Nakamura, Sami Zayn, I wouldn't be mad at any of those matches. I doubt the smart fans who, like, there would be a few that are like, no, you should have gave us AJ and Nakamura. Mm-hmm. But how many could really be mad that they got that? That is the, in, all three of those are like a indie lover's wet dream. Yeah. Like, any one of those mm-hmm. could happen, and it would also give us the ability to have one surprise on the card, or one yeah. surprise leading into the card. Uh I wouldn't be mad. Now, yeah, it's th- there's like little chance it's not AJ versus Nakamura, but I'm not going to think that, you know, that degrades whatever matches come forward. And yeah. if we end up with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus each other at WrestleMania, maybe they could do it. Maybe they could put together a better match than Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho did. Uh, they don't have the chance to put together a better buildup, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I wouldn't be mad either way, but I'm not going to sit there and be like, well, we're just getting the same thing, so I'm not going to be happy with this. Mm-hmm. I think they've built up the storyline pretty good. I think where it could go from here is uh, wherever it goes, I I want to see what happens. Yeah, I, I'm not going to like already make up my mind that because they're possibly just going to repeat that match that it doesn't mean anything, you know, mm-hmm. but that that's my opinion. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Any of those three matches would be fine. I, I, I think the way to go at this point would just like give the like, especially the SmackDown fans. You know, give them what they want. Like they get so little. <laughs> you know, <laughs> give them what they want and, and and have AJ Styles Nakamura like th- that be the match. And that's even been hinted at as a rivalry for like quite a few months now where they had a little moment with uh, AJ Styles and Nakamura in the ring that didn't last very long, but it was a little like, Hey, what do you guys think of this? No. And the crowd went crazy and then it was quickly done. Um, so yeah, I definitely think the matches like to like l- let those two go at it, you know, especially like two, you know, huge new Japan stars going at it together and then let uh, Owens and, and Sami Zayn have their match. Cause um I think those two can definitely have a better match, and I've seen them have better matches than any of the Kevin Owens AJ Styles matches. That's not a match I ever want to see again. That was that that, that was, God damn, that was so disappointing. I mean, they still haven't actually had a one on one match, really. Yeah, yeah. and and that's so. probably why it's also so disappointing. I'm sure, like if they had any matches at house shows, they were probably pretty good. But nothing I saw on TV was worth a damn. Yeah. But you know, I know Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn bring the fucking house down. So yeah, just yeah. 
Owens, um, Owens and Zayn, WrestleMania, AJ Styles, Nakamura, WrestleMania. I'm, I'd be pretty happy with that. I'd be fine with Nakamura and uh, Kevin Owens too. Maybe not Nakamura, Sami Zayn. Like no, the NXT that'd be rematch. a great match. It'd be a great match. Um, just not WrestleMania level. Not yet. Not without no build up. Yeah. Um, if it was something they'd been working on, like like kind of like hinting at for a whole year, not for the WWE Championship. Yes, yes, yeah. not for the championship. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. I I will say also. I mean, you could already know that these are these two matches are set, and that still be a mm-hmm. benefit to have Kevin Owens and Sami mm-hmm. Zayn have some, uh, you know, just yeah, some leave it open that they might get into the match because the AJ Styles Nakamura, as good as the match may be, yeah. That buildup uh, has some question marks, uh, and they already showed that. Like, yeah. just I, Nakamura had his best promo a couple weeks ago, and yeah, that, you know, it, it right didn't even have the, a, right before the Royal Rumble. Yeah, right, you're talking about uh, knee and people in the faces. Uh, is that the the correct promo? The the one where he's talking with I think it was when he was talking with Baron Corbin, and uh-huh. it's like not it, it's his best one. It's not it doesn't move the needle. Yeah, um, and right now they're playing some weird thing where AJ Styles like. The, they had AJ Styles and Nakamura in the back, like planning for the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn match. Uh-huh. And as AJ Styles is like, let's figure out a strategy, Nakamura just says, I'm going to beat you at WrestleMania. And he says like three times. And while it's still just short, at least, at least it has something. It has yeah, some yeah, yeah. sort of like, yeah. it, it's memorable. Yeah. Um, but then at the end, he's, AJ Styles is like, are you kidding with me? And then Nakamura says, Something about, I'm going to beat you at WrestleMania. Something, yes, I'm kidding with you. And then he says something else that I don't understand, so I couldn't tell you whether it was a good <laughs> promo. And then he walks off, and AJ Styles is like, are you are you serious right now? And like some, and that's like, I, it just those, pro, those, promos, those promos are going to be every week. Yeah. You know, <laughs> leading up to a WrestleMania <laughs> WWE Championship match, leading to what should be the second mm. most important match on the WrestleMania yeah. card. Uh, that means you probably need Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in the thick of mm-hmm. that rivalry to help them build it up, and then as you get closer to WrestleMania, let them curve off and just set up their match. Okay. So I think it's it's pretty much necessary for them to be there. Yeah. Um. What about uh Dolph Ziggler coming back and it not matter? I told at you all? thirty. I told you. <laughs> I told you. When he came, I was just like, oh shit, Mac was right. This is where they're gonna go. <laughs> they're with not gonna it. let him win. And they're like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, nope. I, I pretty much, I pretty much, I, I got up and I ran around the living room. I was doing like air mm-hmm. punches. I'm like, I told you, yeah. I told. And then I sat down. I'm like, he's gonna lose. He's yeah. gonna be out immediately. Well, and they, like, <laughs> like they don't even like, bit. they don't even try to give him new music. They don't even try no. to give him a new look. He it's starts just, doing the, the <laughs> uh, warming up the band in the middle of the. Hey, hey! Remember when Dolph Ziggler left a belt in the middle of the ring and, and walked away? Well, he's back and he's. Still Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> like, oh. Like, he didn't even go away long enough for it to be like, oh, God, he's back and he's the same. Like, he's you got to admit, you didn't think they'd wait till the Royal Rumble. Like, that was the, each week that he didn't come back. It's like, really? Yeah. Are they not going to do something with him? Yeah. Like, nobody well, expected that to last any time at all. That's that's some hella patience on their part. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it, they like, could have waited longer. But. I didn't expect him to win the Royal Wumble. Royal Wumble. Royal Wumble. The Royal Wumble. But, like, when he came out, I expected there to be some sort of impact he would leave. Yeah. Like He hey, went pretty quick. It was, yeah. He was in there for in a and couple out. minutes. He's, hey, guess what? The same old Dolph Ziggler still back same doing the same old, old shit. Um, there was a good spot where... Um, he eliminated one person. Oh, did he? Uh, Goldust. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like <he> just, <laughs> that's the punchline is gold dust. Oh, we haven't even you know, we haven't talked about Ray Mysterio. Let's forget about oh, Dolph Ziggler. Doesn't Ray matter. Mysterio, Mysterio coming back. He's in hella shape. Looking great. Looking better Cruiser than win. ever. Got Ray Mysterio versus is Adam he? Cole is the future of the crew. Actually, Ray Mysterio is. He might be bigger in 205. He might be. He, that's why he beefed up. He's yeah. like, I'm not going to 205 live. Uh, yeah, but th- there was a lot of stuff coming out after that that they can't agree on a long term deal, mm. probably because of the 205 live yeah. situation. So, one good spot from him. Like, people got excited. Probably not going to come back for a, a full time run. Which, that's a shame because, I mean, Ray Mysterio, it, 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 like. In terms of, of babyface wrestlers, might be one of the greatest babyfaces of all time. Like, yeah. what could you ever do to Rey Mysterio to turn him heel? Like, nothing. I can think of this. Yeah, but it wouldn't <laughs> work. But, but it wouldn't work just because of his move set and his look. Like, he, he's, you know, bright colors. He's and always masks. the underdog. He yeah. can't not be the underdog. He's, even he's, even he's with the, the wrestlers keep getting smaller, yeah. Rey Mysterio, with the only the indie guys, if yeah. he's on 205 Live, he might still look like the underdog. Yeah. Like, Size-wise. Yeah, just from being so much, like, like, yeah, being so much smaller on everybody, his whole look, everything about him is just like, yeah, you're going to get cheered no matter what. Like, you can't do moves like Rey Mysterio. Like, no one's going to, like, see a 619 and go, boo. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, he killed a guy with that move once. Boo. Like, no, he's fucking, it's the 619. All of his flippy moves are the best. That, that's why, like, anytime anyone sees a Lucha Libre wrestler, they're like, oh, who's that, Rey Mysterio? Like because he has become like he he he's Mexico's Hulk Hogan like he's the lucha libre Hulk Hogan that like I know all my friends anytime they see with the guy with the mask they're like oh Rey Mysterio you know just like any of my other friends like oh you watch wrestling like oh the Hulk Hogan stuff like he's synonymous with that style of wrestling um, good to see him back I'm a huge Rey Mysterio fan I have a Rey Mysterio mask at home <laughs> like he's the man um, but yeah I've been a huge fan of him since I was a little kid so. Um, Really cool to see him back, and especially like like bringing a legend back that can still go in the ring and and, and move. Um, great, great, absolutely great seeing Rey Mysterio. And so yeah, looking at a couple of other spots. Obviously, Kofi Kingston had to have his fancy spot, which yeah, Naomi kind of. Yeah, we we didn't mention that for the women's Royal Rumble, which those spots are hilarious because yeah, uh, particularly <laughs> Naomi. So imagine she she jumps over onto the people and then ends up keeping herself in by. Getting on the the barricade, mm-hmm. then she crawls over to get to the chair. Mm-hmm. The rule is you can't have two feet on the ground. Yeah, she literally just has to hop back into the ring, which I think is what Kofi Kingston did for a lot of that was just hop on one foot and oh now I got one foot on this stack of pancakes. Cakes. Yeah, so funny, hilarious, and the crowd goes mild. I want to see over the next like before the next Royal Rumble. Uh, this might actually be a good gimmick for uh, a Drew Gulak with his damn PowerPoint presentations. <laughs> Have somebody that comes in and like the Royal Rumble rules mm. leave too much open yeah. for cheaters and liars and da 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 yeah. and be like we need to fix this it's like Shawn Michaels rule man that one of his feet hit the ground so they had to hurry up and go oh well you know both feet hit the ground so basically like you could just hop on one foot the whole time you could even switch whatever foot you're hopping on and it's fine. You're fine. You won't be eliminated, which kind of takes away something from the Royal Rumble, especially with, like, Kofi used to have some sweet, like, oh, he almost gets eliminated just to come back in and get eliminated. Like, he he had some sweet ones. And, uh, like, last year and this year have both kind of been, like, not great. What did he do last year? I, remember I think it- last year was maybe 
Big E caught him or something and maybe carried maybe. him around. Well, I was trying to think of how many. I, I, don't, I don't know if I was uh, he's watching. He's done it. so many that I there, get them mixed up. There was one that was him. Like, he hopped on a chair, like a, a desk chair, yeah. one to one year. There was one he was up on the turnbuckle, but now they have like the, uh, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the, the full like they got the TV screen, the, the TV one. screen yeah. on it, and he f- got kicked off, and like his chest hit that, yeah. But he held onto it, oh, and was just yeah, hanging yeah. off, and like that one, it was good because. And, and then I think maybe like like maybe Biggie helped him then, or but I remember one year he was on the barricade. Like like somehow got a limit yeah. like like it was somehow ended up on the barricade and he ran and jumped from the barricade back onto the ring and it was fucking great. I think um, back in the day, uh, John Morrison uh, did yeah, yeah, the, yeah. he he like caught the barricade like the Naomi spot but he didn't need to like roll over uh-huh. six people <laughs> he jumped and he caught onto it Spider Man style and then climbed onto it and then jumped back into the ring. That's awesome too. Uh, so things like that, yeah. This the. The, the pancake thing was more for the humor, and then Naomi's is just like, just logically, it seemed flawed. It's like, yeah. why are you still on the chair? Like, you, you've added more chances of getting eliminated because yeah. you didn't just hop it back in the damn ring. <laughs> what if the chair tips over? <laughs> uh, or I was thinking Alexa Bliss kicking her off. Yeah. That would have been a great that fucking spot. Great. Yeah. Uh, Someone but, just grabbed the chair and just pulled it, pulled it out yeah. from under those two, two feet. That like, been I awesome. thought, because she was going right by Alexa Bliss. I'm like, if Alexa Bliss kicks her in the in the stomach mm-hmm. and she falls out of the yeah. chair, it's like, oh, that's a great spot that for Alexa badass, Bliss. Yeah. And they had, that was, that was. Alexa lost the belt to Naomi for a bit, right? That was how that was on SmackDown before she left? Yes. So, yeah. I believe that's right. That would have been perfect for Alexa to do. Yeah. You know, mostly perfectly booked match. (laughs) There was a couple spots they could have booked a little bit better. Uh, But, yeah, no, I think you get to the end, and especially people are just losing it. Like, Nakamura Well, what about where... I think we had Roman Reigns and John Cena team up on either uh, Nakamura or Finn Balor. I can't remember which one it was. I think it might yeah, have been they, Nakamura. They, they probably teamed up on one of them. Then there's the spot. Well, there's your two big dogs, like like, yeah. like teaming up on your crowd favorite, yeah. like just giving them just nuclear heat. Like yeah. immediately the crowd's just like, "Fuck you guys! You're the two guys we don't want to win." It almost Good went moment. well, except for a moment when John Cena and Roman Reigns uh, do eye to eye, and then John <laughs> Cena has to yell "Shinsuke now!" and yeah. like you can <laughs> you can read his lips as he does it. <laughs> Not to mention, I think John there was John Cena was he had a full conversation with Roman Reigns as they're waiting for the six one nine from Rey Mysterio. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, John Cena get a little bit better about not uh, just completely telegraphing all of your conversations <laughs> in the ring. Uh, yeah, no, they they had that set up uh, having Roman against Nakamura because Nakamura, as much as I think the the indie fans would have still been excited about having Nakamura win that match, mm-hmm. Nakamura has just been treading water for most of his run on SmackDown. Absolutely. And, you know, like, just giving him the belt wouldn't have worked. Like, you needed something mm-hmm. to make... Or yeah. Not giving the belt. Giving the Royal Rumble win. Just giving him that wouldn't have worked Yeah, without having that Roman Reigns factor where the Philly fans are just like, no, they're going to do it to us again. Yeah. And they just got so upset. And that made it where Nakamura, who hasn't had that build, it would have been a surprise where it's like, I don't know. At that point, you're just wondering if they're just, you know, putting anybody from SmackDown as the winner to make sure that they set up the uh, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns yeah. thing later. Uh, I think there would have been a level of disappointment if not for the fact that it is there's Nakamura, there's Roman Reigns. 
one of them's going to freaking win, and it's probably going to be Roman. Yeah. And so, huge pop for Nakamura. Going to get a great match between AJ Styles and Nakamura at WrestleMania. I hope so. Probably going to get a terrible build-up to it. Yeah. (laughs) I hope you enjoy in-ring work, because (laughs) (laughs) the promos are going to be terrible. Um, I... I have no other complaints about the the match. I thought I thought so much of it, so much of the fun in between. I know you said you didn't think it picked up until the fifteen, but I thought all of the stuff early yeah. on, just great funny moments and using people in the right way. Uh, Bray Wyatt, and Matt Hardy getting a short little face off before they eliminate each other. Which, as much as you could argue, they should have done something else. That's the best that they've done between that that rivalry. You know, yeah, that's having true. them face off and having it where it's like. Literally nothing else matters. They're so crazy. They eliminated each other yeah. at the same time. Uh, Man, I don't I, even remember that spot. Yeah, it happened really quickly. I don't. Yeah, I don't even remember. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm back with you. So you do that. That I mean, that's as good as that's gonna get. And I remember you said you should just team them up. And yeah. for a moment, they teamed up. They were eliminating other people. Then they stopped and they looked at each other. Yeah. And then they started fighting. And boom, both over the top rope. Uh, just a lot of good decisions that fit the characters. Like I said, Baron Corbin, that fit the character. Yeah, that built built up what you. And Baron Corbin actually knocked out a good promo on SmackDown. Like good for him. I I, I didn't think it was possible. Uh, he's he's starting to feel that character out. Uh, still, you know, I, I wish he could be a little bit stronger with his uh his delivery on the promos. You know. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's getting there. It's yeah. I think. His awkwardness is now becoming a benefit because, as we've talked about, like sometimes heels are just so good that they become faces. Baron Corbin's right in the territory where he's being a really good heel, but never going to get to the point where he's getting people to like him. Yeah. And we need that. We really need those people in WWE that are just like, once they get to the point where they've mastered their craft, that doesn't then turn them into a face for it, you know? Yeah. Like, like, like he, he really needs to just like. And some of my buddies called it out when he came out. Like he's got to get a haircut of some type. Um, he, he's he's getting very, uh, and I can't think of the guy's name, but like he looks like almost like the hunchback guy from Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> <laughs> like he's getting that Hulk Hogan skull it happening, like just rapidly, <laughs> like as the weeks go by. And maybe he can put on a bandana. Yeah, a he could do something. I, 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 like, like maybe your hair wouldn't look so thin if it wasn't a gallon of water in it. I don't know. Call I, me he crazy. Also, he could get a, a different facial hair other than the chin strap. Um, yeah. Th- there are things he could do to improve. But once again, I think part of that helps because yeah. if he was cooler, mm-hmm. then you would get into that danger territory mm-hmm. of, he becomes a cool heel that's no longer yeah his value diminishes if he, he can't be hated he gets shit on by fans like just constantly for like reasons i don't i i, I don't get like they shit on him for acting like a heel when he's a heel and and, and it, it and it's it fucking pisses me off like and he even like like even on his t- like he's kind of like like almost kayfabe-ish maybe he's just one of those i think he's just one of those randy orton people that's just like yeah. a dick in real life at um, the very least he's uh not cuddly uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and, and and they've already like changed his entrance, changed his music. So. I think it's finally like 
I think they pieced it together finally. I do find it weird because I feel like the little like sound they do before the song plays, it like I almost feel like that should be like the thing for the Bludgeon Brothers. Like it's that's a cool sound, but it doesn't fit his character. Yeah. And then the rest of it, it's like oh that's that's perfectly like mm-hmm. uh, the the even the lyrics that go with it, like mm-hmm. it just sounds like a, Baron, a song Baron Corbin actually would like. Yeah. You know. Um, and you can tell like they're definitely like into him j- yeah. j- just because of all the effort they were giving his because you were watching his like like especially a couple months ago like his like he might have had several different entrance videos several different entrance musics until they're finally like okay we're sticking with this you know we stuck with this for a couple years and then there was a couple weeks like it's usually when someone debuts is like oh they got a different song every couple weeks until okay here we, yeah. we, we nailed it with this one um and his was in the middle of yeah. his like career right now um, so that, that definitely, that, I mean, that tells me if they're trying to change your music and entrance and everything during the middle of your run, like they want you to go somewhere. Um, and I think he could, I think he could be great. I think he's, um, maybe one of the, like not underrated, but not talked about just because of he's such a heel that people don't like him. Yeah. Um, but I, I think he does great heel work. Um, I think a lot of his moves are looking better and better and better. That uh, what's the good one he does where he spins him around? The deep six. Yeah, the deep that, six is is smooth. Yeah, if he did anything that smooth yeah. else in the ring, he'd already be over. Like, um, that's all he would need. Two I, moves that are that. I, I love that he does the boss man slam yeah. and he does the old big boss man move where he slides, slides out of the rope, and goes that, between the other rope and hits him with the clothesline. I love how he did that like so early in the Royal Rumble too. Yeah. It's just like immediately. It's like yeah. he it, he doesn't quite do it as good as the big boss man did when when that's surprising how I, big boss man was. You got to remember like bear. Aaron Corbin, I think that move is harder for a six foot eight guy than it is for a bigger guy. You mm-hmm. know, like the the height is a bigger problem coming under the rope and back in than it yeah. was for just big. Because big boss man, like the weight, he made up for it because he rolled yeah. as he came back oh, in, yeah, and that true, looked true, great. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like uh, in terms of like the speed. Baron Corbin does it smoother initially, mm-hmm. and then when he has to come back in, yeah, it's a little, he's like, it's a little he's off. going under it, and he's yeah. too tall for it. Yeah, you're right. If he did that roll move, that would definitely work better for him. But yeah, all, I think that deep six, the boss man slam, which I don't know what he calls it, but it's the fucking boss man slam. Yeah. And then uh, the end of days move, I even like that. You know, it's it, it's kind of goofy like the uh, Sister Abigail, but it works. You know, it still is a high impact. I think the biggest problem is like when they try to do it onto like chairs and stuff, because then it's like uh-huh. you're basically giving yourself a rock bottom into yeah. <laughs> like a and, and, chair. And, and also, I, I find it looks better like when he like almost catches them off the ropes and does it yeah. in, instead of just pulling them in to do it. Yeah. Well, at least when they're running and coming off the ropes, it seems like oh and, he is catching them. And that's and the problem is it's impact. like a, it's a rebound finisher. Like yeah. when he initiates it, it's not good. When it's a yes. rebound, it's so he needs to figure out something like I don't know. I, he does that like with the, you know, when he does the choke slam into the knee. Like he has stuff that yeah. he does, but like he needs to have one other move to go to, like an alternative finisher. The way AJ Styles has the Styles Clash, but also has yeah. the, the forearm, like and the Bar- calf crusher. Well, yeah, that is a submission, but uh-huh. I just mean for like Baron Corbin, he needs to have one other move that if you pin somebody, it would be believable. Because the deep six, as smooth as it is, I don't see him ever getting a victory after doing the deep six. No. You know? Um, and even that's sort of a reactionary move half the time. Half the so time, you need yeah. something that's like, and that might be his biggest problem is like everything is reactionary. Even when he's supposed to be mm-hmm. upset by things and he's supposed to attack people, that if he was better at that, if mm-hmm. he was better at actually giving somebody a beat down, I think yeah. he'd already be where well, he needs to be. And, and, and like he does all these punches that everyone sells really big um, because he's supposed to be like a, I guess a three time golden glove champion. Yeah. But like, 
the the only time you hear about that is during his entrance when Michael Cole goes three time Golden Glove champion yeah. and, and it's never really like it doesn't help that Baron Corbin isn't throwing the punch very well. Yes, so um, they react big. Baron Corbin glances them, which is one of those issues you have with somebody who's like a Golden Glove champion or something. Mm-hmm. It it's like he's still punching like it's a boxing, and it's like oh that should look better because it's more real. But it's yeah. like if you're not actually making contact, no, a Ric Flair punch is better. Yeah, like. You need to overdo it, and otherwise, it just looks like, oh, you missed a punch. You yeah. missed a real punch, you yeah. know? Like, if if he did those better, if he had better punches, better kicks, where he needs to get with somebody who's just ferocious. Like, he needs to get with somebody who has some stiff freaking punches and kicks. Because mm-hmm. if, if he added that, yeah. the heel gimmick he has would be perfect. Yeah. The problem is every time he's in that moment, he's in the, like even something like the Royal Rumble where he gets pissed off and starts attacking everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not as good because it doesn't have that edge to it. And being just as as like a big guy as he is, just a simple big boot is yeah. is, is like such and a huge. He doesn't thing. do that, right? No, he doesn't. Um, yeah. but, but but almost like every other guy that's supposed to be a six eight guy does. Yeah. Undertaker, Kane, Big Cass has a fantastic big yeah. boot as shitty as he is. Um, it's weird. Somebody needs to tell him that. Don't yeah. I'll go tweet at him and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you suck, but your big boot. Fantastic. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, like just something like that could add so much to the character of, of him. And maybe, like, especially when you see pictures of him before he even joined NXT, like, he was a big dude. Like, stocky NFL player big. Um, and now he's just kind of like a slim, skinny, fat guy, which, which doesn't, you know... In in, in 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 an upper body business, when you don't have a good upper body, you know, when, when you know, at least, he, you know, he, I think it was mostly because of all the fans shitting on him. You know, he, he started wearing a shirt and has quit showing off his Will Ferrell stomach, <laughs> um, which. But, yeah, you can't be a badass, you know, when you're out there just looking like Will Ferrell looks, you know, you, you have to have he, he's Will Ferrell with a chest tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so so yeah, like like just little things to like work on his character could I mean could skyrocket him potentially, but um, especially when you see WWE wants to you know like even though he lost lost Money in the Bank pretty pretty shitty yeah. he still won Money in the Bank you yeah. know that that's not something that I think they just like throw around lightly even though I mean Damian Sandow's won but you know it's still it, like that was back when they had two you know at least this year it was just him. And um, still didn't do anything with it, but it, it's still like putting him in there and having him win is something. It, it's a little bit of a push, even if he loses. So, I, yeah, I definitely think he has the potential to be Randy. Like, it might take three or four years, but he could be Randy Orton big in three well, or four years. I would say it's never going to be Randy Orton big, but it might actually be what Randy Orton should like, have like, been, like, like top star guy. If if they would have kept Randy Orton only as a heel. Like mm. Baron Corbin could have been that, mm-hmm. but Randy Orton was already over with like evolution yeah. and then with his own, you know, stables he put together after with the legacy and different stuff. Yeah. And then the, the nobody else is going to have that sort of run where Randy Orton is punting legends in the head. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Which is amazing that that's, that was so important to Randy Orton being so big that they had to turn him into a face so often. Yeah. Like, he punted enough legends in the head. How could he not be a face? Yeah. You know, and <laughs> if they would have kept him as a heel, I could see Baron Corbin meeting that role that Randy Orton never got to do because Randy Orton got too over to the point they kept giving him face turns. Yes. And he should have just always been a heel. Always. Randy Orton could fit that mold and make that happen. And like I said, that that's part of why I like the awkwardness that Baron Corbin has because if you were too, if you're too smooth, 
they're going to turn you into a face yeah. or they're going to at least think about it yeah. or the fans are going to treat you like a face. And it's like Baron Corbin might be that one guy who's just, just enough unlikable, just enough, like not quite good enough in the ring or on the mic. Yeah. And he could be the quintessential heel that will just always be hated. Cause in the, the new era, you can't just be a good heel. If you're too good, they'll start to love you. And Baron Corbin might meet that. It's the same reason I'm happy with what they're doing with Jason Jordan. Like, you have to look at it in a new way and how to craft heels. Like yeah. it's not the same game with the way people read the dirt yeah. sheets and the way they treat all mm. of this. You have to walk a fine line mm-hmm. and maybe Baron Corbin could end up being one of those guys mm-hmm. that gets to do that. You really just have to just avoid being a cool heel. Yeah. Like j- j- and don't j- sign autographs. J- just and be hateable. Be a dick on Twitter. Yeah. And th- there's a few things that you can do. And yeah, Baron Corbin meets, meets that criteria. Uh, it's a tough life to live, mm-hmm. but hopefully he's ready for it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's been a while since we had that. Like as the death of kayfabe becomes, I, it was, who knows when kayfabe died, but it's, it's now more than six feet under. Like yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's been cremated and a couple people have pissed on the <laughs> grave spot. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I make I I don't know that maybe that is just me always wanting to play devil's advocate. So it's like the one guy I can like is the one who nobody can like. Yeah. Uh, but I I think there's a without a doubt whether it's you like him or not, there's a value to it. I think yeah. There's a value to Jason Jordan. There's a value to what Baron Corbin is doing. And yeah, I, when you see something like that in a Royal Rumble match where. A lot of people do think to the end, like in a year, people might only remember that Nakamura uh, won the title and they're not going to bring up, oh, remember when Baron Corbin did whatever. But I think that piece will always play into the next thing Baron Corbin does. It's just keeps building up that character that I think they're on the right track with that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we talk. I don't know how we keep talking about Baron Corbin for like 20 plus minutes, but <laughs> it's important, guys. He's polarizing. Every, nobody else talks about it enough, so we're covering that basis. Yeah. You know? Every, everybody's going to talk about AJ Styles and Nakamura. <laughs> everybody's going to talk about why Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns has been <laughs> penciled in for a year. Who cares? We need to get to <laughs> the important stuff, like Baron Corbin's belly button. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. all we have yeah. to talk about here. And, you know, we wasted enough time. I think we're done. I yeah. think there's... Uh, like we said, you haven't watched NXT TakeOver. Not so yet. Not we, yet. We Probably might, tonight. Sorry for anybody who thought we were going to have TakeOver analysis. I don't know why you thought that because even when we have watched it, we yeah. didn't come into the podcast with, with knowledge on it. Um, yeah, I think we, we were going to fantasy book WrestleMania, but I think uh, at least in terms of what the actual matches are going to be, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there, there's a chance for the SmackDown uh, title to change. There's a chance that Asuka is going to pick to face Charlotte. Uh, I don't think so. I think it's pretty clear that it's the the. Oh yeah, they never actually like like Nakamura immediately goes AJ Styles, but yeah. like we never got the chance for Oscar to say who she was facing. Charlotte cuts a promo that makes it seem pretty clear that Ronda Rousey is gonna face yeah. her, but like that also seems ridiculous. That the first thing to indicate what's gonna happen is Charlotte, not Oscar, who won and gets to pick. Yeah, uh, that's it, pretty shitty. It, it seems weird, uh, but yeah, it's. I would say. You know, unless something changes drastically mm-hmm. in the near future, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns for the Universal, AJ Styles, Nakamura for the WWE Championship. Yeah, more you're gonna likely. have uh, Charlotte versus Ronda for the SmackDown, mm-hmm. and you're gonna have Oscar versus that one. Actually, is up in the air. I don't know if Alexa Bliss gets to keep it through WrestleMania. Yeah, but Alexa Bliss versus whoever's because that's going to go through the Elimination Chamber. Oh yeah. Uh, 
so the men's one is like to be number one contender, but the women's Ooh. is to win the belt, Ooh. which is interesting. That is interesting. Uh, but that should be a good match, and I think going into that, you know, it's like I, I was I was making the argument. Actually, I will fantasy book a little bit. We'll take a little bit extra time. We're giving y'all some extra on the Making a Mark Wrestling show. I think the better match for Oscar, if if it isn't the going to be Charlotte Ronda, mm-hmm. is Oscar versus Nia Jax. Yeah. I think you have the ability mm-hmm. to, especially if Oscar's still playing a face, mm-hmm. then why wouldn't you want her to face the dominant Nia Jax? And mm-hmm. you could have a match. Oscar still looks strong. She gets the win. And in this case, Nia Jax has proven she's got that chance to be in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be a little bit of a slap in the face to have Alexa Bliss move down, but yeah. Alexa Bliss had time. Uh, in, in all honesty, uh, as good as her promo work's been, she has not delivered great matches necessarily in most of her title defenses. So if you want a great match on WrestleMania, I think the great match would be between Asuka and Nia Jax. And in terms of the promo work, Nia has, she doesn't even need to be good at promos because she, she's doing some like California girl caddy thing. And it doesn't matter because yeah. at the end of the day, she is huge and she'll crush you. Yeah. She doesn't need to seem like a badass. Uh, it, uh, along the lines of your like criticism of uh, you know Big Show, mm-hmm. uh, unless Nia Jax is out there crying every week, I think she can sound however she sounds, and then just go out and crush the person. Yeah, uh, you have her against Oscar, and Oscar having to figure out a way to take down the Beast in this case, the yeah. you know the women's division Beast. Uh, that is the better match on paper, and I don't think you need that much promo work to set it yeah. up, particularly if you're only needing to set up the match from Elimination Chamber on. Alexa Bliss keep, <clears throat> keeps a lockdown on the mic up yeah. until then, loses the belt to Nia Jax Elimination Chamber. A couple months of WWE building up the idea that it's Asuka versus this dominant force of Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. Can the streak survive Nia? Perfect. Yeah. You've, you've got the match set up. So that's, that's what I would do. And then the other three, I don't even know if I have a, like, if I was fantasy booking, if there's anything different I would want. Yeah. Um, not like the fans who are mad about the Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. I think long-term long-term storytelling is great and they did it mm-hmm. whether you're happy with it whether you were pissed off because you knew before now, well don't read the dirt sheets and just live with it brock lesnar's matches i think were as good as they were gonna be yeah they they were done a certain way and it, it maybe you don't like that style but they were executed perfectly for what the plan was mm-hmm. uh i think going into the roman reigns match uh the the way that they've you know, had Roman Reigns go against John Cena, the the timeliness of putting the shield back together. Uh, I think going into that match, that's the perfect time to have Roman be like, not only did I take down the Undertaker streak at WrestleMania, or take down the Undertaker at WrestleMania, Brock Lesnar yeah. took down the streak. Uh, I now took out Brock. So I took down Undertaker and the guy who broke Undertaker's WrestleMania streak, and now I'm Universal Champion. And considering he hasn't been the champion in what? Uh, two years, a year and a half at least. Yeah. Uh, that means all the wrestling fans can shut the fuck up about their Roman <laughs> only gets pushed. He hasn't been the champion in nearly two calendar years. And that was perfectly set up. You get your AJ Styles Nakamura. Don't shit on the Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns match. Yeah. And yeah, I don't think there is a better pick for the AJ Styles Nakamura. Maybe AJ Styles Finn Balor. That looked like it was possible. If Finn was going to win and then still choose AJ Styles. I think it was better for Nakamura to win because the Balor storytelling would have been very uh, dicey. If Finn Balor's like, I lost my Universal Championship. Now that I have a chance, 
I'm smart enough to not face Brock Lesnar. I'm going for AJ. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I guess you could cut that promo, but it doesn't sound very good for Finn. Uh, so that was, a, that was, that might be a better match in the end uh, as a, as going back to the AJ Styles, Finn Balor about, but, yeah, uh, for sure. but no, I think AJ Styles, Nakamura, if it's not on the same level, it's right there. And it's something we haven't seen yet. Yeah. So that alone is, is exciting for me. Yeah. I, I think like if I was looking down the roster, it's like who, like if I could just even pick whoever I wanted, like it doesn't even mm-hmm. have to be AJ Styles or it doesn't have to be Nakamura. Like if I just pick two people for the WWE championship match, I'm not sure I craft a better match. For at least storytelling wise, yeah, making people get excited about it. They, that that is That's it. the one to pick. Yeah. So those those work. I think the Charlotte Ronda, like I said, there's a lot of reasons that can blow up. It's it's either going to be a home run or it's going to be a dumpster fire. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I honestly, it's like, why not? Why not shoot for the moon on that? Yeah. So that match is fine. Uh, like I said, m- maybe Alexa Bliss, but I would say best case scenario, Oscar Naya. And then, yeah, whatever else happens, happens. Yeah, I'm completely on board with all of that. So, yeah, that's that's all I have. Unless you have any other uh, final thoughts on the Royal Rumble or on uh, NXT TakeOver that you didn't watch or Raw nope. and SmackDown this week that you didn't watch. Nope. And, uh, nope. I mean, uh, it's only Thursday. It's only Thursday. <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah, I, I actually I had just finished up SmackDown before. The, I didn't think I was going to get to watch SmackDown before the podcast because yeah. – you know, we were adults and we, we have jobs and lives and it's tough, but somehow we find a time to watch a brutal five plus hours <laughs> of wrestling every week. Whew. And then we come back and we tell you guys what we think. And we're happy to have you and we're happy that you joined in to listen to the Making a Mark Wrestling Show on the Tell Me More podcast. That's all we have for this week. We'll be back soon. Probably with some elimination chamber business. What other pay per views are happening? I don't know. I'm sure there's a fast lane or something. I, yeah, elimination chamber fast lane. Hopefully that's all there is between now and WrestleMania. I would hope so. But with these guys, you never know. Uh, Wasn't there one last year called Roadblock? Wasn't that a pay per view? I think that was before. I think it was yeah. December. It was before Royal Rumble. Eh, whatever. We'll we'll finally look at calendars and we'll actually <laughs> do our research next time. But thank you for listening. We are out. My son John was tall and slim and he had a leg for every limb But now he's got no legs at all For he ran a race with a cannonball Timmy Roo-dum-da, fa-riddle-da Whack for the riddle, Timmy Roo-dum-da